A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. School of Humans. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cadaver Gals, the podcast where we talk about death to cope with our own mortality. I am Nika, your beautiful host, along with Gabby. Oh, um, excuse me. Gabby is also kind beautiful. Of host, what okay. kind of host am I? No, I want a different <laughs> adjective, Nika. What am I? Smelly. Okay, except. And oh, no. Taylor. I'm scared. I'm scared. She's stinky. Why? <laughs> you know what? Everyone meet my co-hosts, Smelly and Stinky. And you're Nico. beautiful. You know? <laughs> anyway, um, I, you know, today, Gabby, uh, Will Stinky, Smelly, I already forgot, will tell us a disgusting story involving penises. And Taylor is teaching us about Roman torture. As always, we do have trigger warnings, including murder and war and slavery and um, penises and disease. I think that's it. Yeah, there might yeah. be some other stuff, but we'll say the trigger warning after the fact, as we usually do. <laughs> My gosh, how have we not gotten canceled? Cue alligator music. Because we're not popular enough. That honestly is true. Cadaver gals. Okie dokie. Also, Gabby is right. We are not popular enough to get canceled. And honestly, I am grateful for that. Gabby, since you're spewing words of wisdom, do you want to tell us about... Something that I am sure is going to be disgusting. Yeah, Gabby coming at you with either your alligator news or just really disgusting wiener-related deaths. So here I am, never to disappoint our cadaver pals. What I hate is that like I actually enjoy eating hot dogs. So when you talk about a wiener disease death, it just it really puts me off of hot dogs for a while. Why do you, should I call it penis problems instead? Actually, I do prefer that. Okay, well, I have been thinking about what we're... I do think wiener is the funniest to refer to, but I'll try to respect you a well, little. Well, it's expre- not like she was respectful to us just now, calling us stinky and smelly. Hey, but as I get older, I am smelling weird. I'm already smelling like an old person, you no. know? <laughs> like, you know, I just... Very specific kind of smell. I smell like decay. No I offense. get to see Gabby later today for lunch, and I'm going to just hug you, and I'm going to smell you really hard and tell you. If you smell bad. Um, 
I mean, we'll think about our boundaries later, but okay. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about uh, literally in this bro's name. His name is Governor Morris. That's just his first name is Governor. So he's not a governor. He's just his first name is Governor. Yeah. So my name is now Mayor Watts. That okay. is how I'm going to be referred to now or like city council member Watts. <laughs> That's who I'm That's going to be. That's a long name. Yeah. Uh, city council member. Hello. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, Governor Morris, he was one of the founding fathers, had no idea. And so, you know, he was around doing that. What is that? 18th century stuff. You know, he was the dude who actually penned We the People. That was oh. his work. So he was a talented mm-hmm. writer. Well he, done, Governor. Well done, Governor. Yeah. But it's but looks it's not spelled like Governor now. It looks like Governor. So I kind of think it's fun to say his name is Governor Morris. Goober. Oh, but, my gosh. Hi, my name's Goober Morris. I'm Goober. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he was good at talking. He was good at writing, you know, I guess just like Hamilton. Now I was like with the Hamilton music, they're always like, Hamilton, why do you write as if you're running out of time? But I'm like, Hamilton wasn't the only one who was doing that shit. And also Governor Morris, he was also good at orating. Okay. 10 out of 10. He's just like Jesus. The orating <laughs> part. Anyway, so just like Obama, just like right. Obama. And he was also of the founding fathers. He was very much against slavery. So that's good for him. But it might have also just been because he was like, hey, I foresee this in the future causing a big crisis amongst our people. Hey, he was like, you know, there's probably going to be like a civil war in the future. So, yeah. But he also I mean, he also said it was, you know, like in God's eyes, uh, you know, it's like greatly immoral to like dehumanize other people and just like take them from their land. So I'm like, good job. Yeah. Okay. Air horns for governor. Air horns. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. Okay. Um, he's Yeah. But he also, he was from like New York. I mean, what was to become New York. And he was actually responsible as well for like the grid like structure. Because at first they're like, yeah, let's do like circle streets, you know, curves, not circle streets, but more like a European pattern. But he's like, nah, grids. Grids are in. Wish he came to Atlanta. I know, right? He should have. <laughs> Grids are in um, for governor. But, you know, the reason I like talking about him is because he was also a mega party boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like he was a bit. <laughs> Good, Taylor. Yeah. Air horn, air horn. Anyway, like, you know, he was a bit of a man whore, but like, you know, a lovable man whore. He was like, he would bang lots of ladies and his type was other people's wives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay. Yeah, and but silly boy, but because other people's wives, they're just like, damn, this governor is so like fun and flirty and fun to be around. Let's bang, dude. So like, you know, he seemed like a good personality. Like he wasn't like a man whore. You'd be like, uh, gross, toxic. He was just like so fun. Okay, <laughs> he was right. so Actually, fun. I really, I do love like good like words. Good whores. <laughs> I love good whore men, men whores, but it's hard to find them because most of them are terrible. But then there are some who are like genuinely just charming, like respect women and like be fucking. Yeah, he he was a great dude. Taylor, did you want to say something to correct our usage of the term whore to describe people? I just, just no. Okay, great. Terrific. Anyway. (laughs) But no, I am saying it as a compliment, you know, but the thing is sometimes, you know, sleeping with other people's wives could get you in trouble sometimes. So one time he was in Philadelphia and he was messing around with this lady. And according to this one historian, the lady's husband, you know, discovered them or whatever. And then a chase happened where like the husband was chasing governor outside in the streets. And then governor, he got hit by a carriage and (gasps) broke a lot of bones in one of his legs. And then they had to amputate (gasps) his leg. So that's a true part. That's not something according to what some people said. He didn't have one of his legs. One of his legs got amputated in a horse carriage accident. But whether or not it was escaping from, you know, the bedchamber of a previously engaged woman, I don't know. But, you know, that could have been the thing. Was this post We the People? Could have been like an ongoing during We the People. I mean, I understand We the People, We the People be fucking other people's wives. I get it. That's how the preamble to the Constitution (laughs) starts. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I should have been there. I should have been a founding father. Okay. 
Like, I think maybe is that the new daddy? Mm, founding father. No, it doesn't have the same ring. No. Okay. okay. Anyway, sorry. I'm just talking to myself now. So, but he did. He did finally get married. He did settle down at the age of 57. Good for him, right? Um, he married his housekeeper, Nancy. She was like in her early 30s. And Nancy, Nancy was fancy, fancy in that she, the things that she had in common with Governor was that she also liked to fuck other people's husbands, specifically her sisters. So she might have banged her sister's husband and then they had a baby together and then the baby mysteriously died. And then her Ooh. sister's husband and her went on trial for murdering the baby, but there wasn't enough evidence. So then they were acquitted and they then, just had a late abortion. Yeah, it's just a super late <laughs> abortion. Abortion jokes. Trigger warning. <laughs> trigger, oh, trigger warning. And then the husband, her sister's husband, then mysteriously died after that. And they suspected Nancy and her sister, Judith, for maybe doing that. So she was crazy, a riot. Crazy girl. Nancy's a riot. You know, sometimes you go from murderer to housekeeping to founding father's wife. You know, it's just sort of a pipeline. Have you ever met a hinged Nancy? They're all unhinged and I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of Nancys. <laughs> Do you really? I hope not. But... Oh. <laughs> Okay. But I think, yeah, it'd be a secret Nancy, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe one of us is a secret Nancy. Ooh, my money's on Nika. Oh, yeah, same. I thought of you, Taylor. Oh. I think you're a secret Nancy. Ooh, Great. I get, okay. I've been swayed based on Nika <laughs> just saying that just now. <laughs> I've been swayed. Okay, okay. Anyway. anyway, so Nancy. So that was fun, you know, and the whole reason I'm doing this is because I love exposition and really the point I'm trying to make is a lot of his life seems to have centered around his penis, penis, okay, not his wiener, his penis, and actually John Jay, who was another founding father at one point, he was like, hey, you know when he was like in that carriage accident, it might have actually been better if he lost something else, meaning alluding to his, he maybe should have lost his wiener because maybe he would have had more attention to detail in his life. 18th century insults. I, I love know. it. They were, they were just as crazy as we are today, truly. I yeah. really do love getting into history because it's like people were fucking, birth control was not as widely available, so they were just throwing babies away. Like, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Yeah, the time Dying before. Dying earlier. Crazy. Yeah, the time before. <laughs> it was crazy. You know, as we've also established on Cadaver Gals in the past, people were dying. Yeah. In the past. Little known fact. Okay. <laughs> they still be dying. So basically his penis is going to, he caused him a lot of problems in his life. And you're going to see that it's going to cause him a lot of problems at the end of his life. Okay. Because like he also, another big thing in his life is he went to France. He had lots of mistresses in France. For example, one time he was in the Louvre, which at the time was just, you know, King Louis's castle that he lived in. And this one time there is this woman who was married, obviously, and they were kind of having an affair. And he wrote down in his journal, Go Governor did, he said, yeah, we were at the Louvre and we were celebrating, me and this woman. But Oh, that's what, the new moving around. We're celebrating. Yeah, but that's, what his, that's his euphemism for like banging was celebrating. But the way they celebrated this one time in his journal entry, it was in like one of the hallways of the Louvre during a party while a harpsichord was playing in the distance while this woman's husband was in the next room and all the doors were open and they were expecting people to walk in. I Governor. Just, I shake at the, like, the thought of this. Like This is just every dream of mine and I'm mad. I'm angered that 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 cannot happen to me anymore. I love this so bad. I love that like people are walking around the Louvre now, you know, to see like modern art, and there was this right. governor just banging away at other people. He was people's. celebrating. Yeah, he was celebrating. You're right. Yeah, celebrating. You need All to in the halls. Yeah, celebrate everyone this weekend. Have fun. Um, the next time I'm going to go to the Louvre, I'm going to do a seance and ask Governor to fuck me in the hallway. <laughs> okay, Governor, so you there? <laughs> I can. I would not be able to take someone seriously if their name was Governor. That's like the equivalent of like having sex with someone called Elmo. Would you rather celebrate <laughs> with Elmo or Governor? Governor, obviously, um, or city council member. Me, okay. But yeah, when he was in France, he was there during like the French Revolution or whatever, and he was kind of against the revolution. I think because he mostly he saw like the liberals who are like 
kind of being a little bar. He didn't like their barbarism, you know, because they would go and like kill the aristocrats and then like put their like heads on spikes and like walk around and stuff. And I think Governor was like, "Mm, yucky, I don't like that, you know. After that was all going on and like the king, you know, he got deposed and all that shit. Governor, he he skedaddled from France. But one fun thing is since he knew the king, he didn't necessarily help the king, you know, escape or anything, but he did go back to the king's castle and like took some of his furniture home with him to the U.S. You know, just that's nice. You know, your friend's been captured and you're just like, hey, I'll just take your furniture, you know, a fun keeping. He's keeping it warm. Yeah, he was keeping it safe, not just to like be like, mm, this would look good in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously he used his wiener. Sorry, I'm going to say wiener again for many bangs. The thing is, his his wiener also, this is going to be a terrible sentence because uh, I wrote it and I like it, but his wiener often would get a little clogged. Um. Oh, <laughs> yuck. That is not a cute image. Nika is forming opinions about my character (laughs) i don't i don't like what you just put into my brain i don't like it well it would okay like you know it's hot stuff like you know his urethra would get blocked and he couldn't urinate um and like back in the day they did have ew like because of std well what they're thinking is he might have also had like prostate cancer like but, you know, they didn't really have that diagnosis back then. So they're thinking he just had some junk problems, junk with his junk. And back in the day, they did have like catheters and like even like Benjamin Franklin, he had like developed like a catheter. And, you know, so like those tools existed. Um, can you tell listeners like me who don't know what a catheter is, what a catheter is? Well, that's a great question. It's a thing you stick in your wee wee to, you know, you know get things in and out of your penis hole okay like the hole where the pee goes through yeah yeah but you stick that inside of the penis you get a catheter if you're like sick or whatever and you're at the hospital and you're laying in bed and you can't get up to go to the bathroom they give you a catheter and they empty your bladder does that not hurt oh i'm sure it doesn't hurt it must hurt yeah it goes into your yeah your bladder so it can help you like pee if you like can't do it and stuff so okay and anyway so those existed but apparently he he tended to kind of make his own catheters you know because sometimes it's like inconvenient to get a good one from like your friend benjamin franklin down the road you sometimes don't have time you just you got a pee pee right then so one of his friends wrote down that one time he had witnessed or his, our governor had told him that when he was having this like peeing issue, inability to pee, that one time he used a flexible piece of hickory to unclog it, just like stuck that oh, right shut, up there. Shut your mouth. No. Also, I like how his friend was just like tweeting about his. I know. Um, I mean, if my friend told me that something this unhinged, I probably would. Yeah. Like not naming names, but not naming <laughs> names, but <laughs> governor. It rhymes with Povener Porus. <laughs> and, but then another day, here's the thing. He got another blockage and he was like, well. Well, was it the stick that hmm? broke off? Like, no, was this was, okay, so the stick. Splinters. The hickory. Yeah. Oh, oh, splinters in the urethra. Oh, no. Oh, no. I that do seems, not like that. That sounds like a post-rock band, honestly. But, um. <laughs> No, the hickory hickory thing seemed to have worked. So maybe that had encouraged him to like be like, hey, I could stick random tools up here, maybe. But later in 1816, he had another sort of clogged situation. He did try other homeopathic methods to like do. So just know that he was kind of like, hey, maybe it's not the best idea to stick random things in my wee wee. So he did try other methods to try to make it work. But then what happened is they think that maybe from his wife, Nancy, we remember Nancy. Oh, yeah. Cray, cray. Crazy. Crazy crazy Nancy. Um, She, you know, she was wearing a corset and they're thinking maybe governor was like, hey, can I have one of the whale bones that they use to make the corsets? Right. So, you Mm -hmm. know, just break. I mean, also rude taking your wife's like stuff and like breaking it. Ugh, that's kind of rude. But he did take maybe a whale bone from the corset and then he was like this is what i will stick into my penis okay so he did it to unclog to unclog it i am horrified 
I just, it must have been so crusty. Oh, Nika. I mean, also think about this, though, the whole time. Yeah, Nika, great job stooping to my level. (laughs) He must have also had to pee so bad, you know, because like he wasn't able to pee for a long time. So imagine just lots of discomfort. He was desperate. That sounds he terrible. Needed, needed relief quickly. You know the lengths I go for using the bathroom. You know, can you imagine what he's going through, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Anyway, so the unfortunately, he, he did seriously injure himself while he was doing this. You know, maybe poke some holes in the urethra that wouldn't get healed. And he got a big old penis infection. And he died a couple days later on November 6, 1816. And so a word to the wise. If you got to pee, don't use a whalebone. Go to the Thank doctor. Thank you so much. Drink some cranberry juice. Wow. Yeah, have some juice. Juice, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. Also, juice will just make you pee more. So don't oh. have some juice. Yeah, maybe exercise and like sweat it all out. Ew. I mean, I don't know what the alternative is, but thank you for that, Gabby. That was disgusting. You're um, welcome. Just the like the pluggedness, the plugged in nature of it, just really clogged, clogged. Just really got to me. What if um, he had used like you know, like a toy, like a plunger, a penis plunger? Now okay. available on cadavergals.com/slash/merchandise. Okay, um, <laughs> oh okay. My gosh. um, we will be right back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. 
Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope everyone has erased that image from their memories and minds. What, the clogged penis? No. Um, okay. Um, God bless okay. America. He was a founding father. I love that. Gabby, you are smelly. Okay. So, um, that was a terrible sound. Welcome, uh, welcome back. Hello, everyone. Yes. So, the the catheter, the DIY catheter that he made was made of whalebone. Which, okay, to be completely honest, I'm not judging him too hard because people have put weirder stuff into their bodies, and not just for relief, but for pleasure. So, I'm not worried about him really that much, or judging. I have. I, I'm not going to keep talking because I'm going to expose myself. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but it was used as whalebone, which is cool. And I where does the whalebone come from? A whale. Ex- what a tangent! And I started looking up like how whales have been used in medicine and medicinal practices, and I'm excited to dive into right now. Um, no one's laughing at me. Oh, because um, whales dive uh, into the water. Yeah, thank you. Also, yeah. they're a gold medalist in the Olympics of the diving section. That would have uh, to be a big diving okay. board. Can you imagine to get a whale? That would be a big diving board. You know, what is nature's diving board is is sand. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> whales try to dive out of the sand but never return. And that's sad. And So they and get beached. I'm, they get beached. Thank you. Woo. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. So uh, be- so beached whales happen. It's a thing. It's really sad and smelly and disturbing. But it happens all the time. And apparently this guy in Australia in the 18... The- <laughs> Y'all in my outline, I wrote the 1896. In the 1896. In the 1896. The 1896. Okay. In 1896. He was a very silly, fun guy, kind of like Nancy. And he saw this dead whale on the beach and you know being the silly i mean what would nancy do what would nancy do nancy would jump into the whale carcass so yeah. that's what he did Ew. okay like yeah apparently he was drunk that's not the first thing i would do if i saw a beached whale but maybe i'm just not as fun as him you know yeah because they do that like exploding thing because they're when they're real gassy and stuff and so yeah. that seems dangerous to be around a yeah. whale it does seem dangerous right but he said danger's my middle name and ran up in there mm. so his friends were like he's a goner <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> not very nice friends and and serves him right you know because he's drunk and he's getting inside the whale and so they leave him be which is not very good he actually emerged from the whale hours later sober and with powers, like Spider-Man. Kidding. He was cured of his <laughs> rheumatoid arthritis. Same thing, kind of. What? I know. Crazy. So. Wait, sorry. Had- I'm I'm stuck thinking about Whale Man now. Like if a <laughs> whale bit I wish. You. That's my next pitch at, at my job. So <laughs> I'm thinking like you're in there and then you sober up inside of a whale and you're like, what am I doing? Right. Where am I? And then you just pop out and you're like, oh, my arthritis is gone. <laughs> he seemed to be like a really silly, fun guy. So this was relatively normal for him. I mean, I don't know. Okay, yeah, Australia's crazy. Y'all know that. He's always getting into antics. Exactly. So he was 
cured of his arthritis. He had been suffering from arthritis and constant pain for a long time. And something about canoodling inside of the whale made the pain go away. He was overjoyed. And it's actually interesting because this was not the first time. I mean, this was the first time that a white man did it, which is why it is seen as the first time, quote unquote, recorded that this has been done. But actually, Aboriginal people in the re- in, in that region in Australia, which is called Twofold Bay, used whale parts for a variety of rituals and medicines before they were colonized. And they would use every part of a beached whale. So they would use bones like to make shelters, not to make corsets or terrible catheters. Um, <laughs> and they would eat like the beached whale flesh and they would use the flesh to make oils and medicines. And they would actually use the arthritis cure too. So... Silly guy, you did not discover this, but according to white people, you did. So, okay. Well, how does a whale cure arthritis? What the heck? Well, what they would do is after the meat and blubber was removed, they would get into the carcass and slather on whale fat all over the bodies. And it seems like whale fat is full of healthy omega-3 fats, as well as like anti-inflammatory property things. So um, that helped lessen the pain of disease, like arthritis and lupus and like other joint inflammatory things interesting crazy so it ended up becoming like a tourist attraction after this white guy did it and this like small baytown area became this whale kind of like in in the way where turkish baths were a thing or like going to i don't know certain places where like the like people would go to egypt for example on like health vacation just because it was nice and dry and hot um from england or whatever that the town of twofold bay kind of became that but with whale carcasses specifically Mm, interesting for like arthritis people so um business owners would charge people from all over the world who had come to their town to sit in whale carcasses and patients would sit in the whale in the whale fat specifically for 20 to 30 hours and come out feeling better and reported feeling no arthritis pain for at least a year now I mean, I, I mean, thank God I have never experienced arthritis pain, so I don't know how terrible it is. But would you sit in 20, like 20 to 30 hours of whale fat just like for it to not be in pain for a year? So I feel like, yes, I feel like people would do that. Yeah, did. I have plantar fasciitis right now and I would definitely soak my foot in some whale right now. It's driving me crazy. Even if it was just for a year? Yes. I also don't know what plantar fasciitis is. But I'm sorry, Taylor. You does that mean you have warty feet? No, it just means I have a hurdy foot. Oh, I'm sorry. So you shouldn't wow. be stinky. You should be hurdy. footy oh, or wow. hurdy. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know if I would want to sit in a whale that long, but also chronic pain be a bitch. So maybe. Yeah. Well. It became very popular, as we know. The problem is that they did smell really bad Ooh, at bet. least a week, like for an entire week after the treatment. So, mm. and then I found a quote from a newspaper in 1902 that kind of reported on the miracle cure and took us through like the entire process. Do you want me to read it? Yes, yeah. I need to know this information. Thank you. So it says, okay, when a whale is killed and towed, towed, towed ashore, sorry, And while the interior of the carcass still retains a little warmth, a hole is cut through one side of the body sufficiently large to admit the patient. So the lower part of whose body, from the feet to the loins, should sink in the whale's intestines, leaving the head, of course, outside the aperture. The latter is closed up as closely as possible, soaked up. And otherwise, the patients would not be able to breathe through the volume of ammoniacal gases, which would escape from every opening if left uncovered. Ammoniacal. Yeah. So the gases would just penetrate the skin, basically, and heal these people. The whaling industry sadly diminished. Well, I know not sadly. Actually, it's a good thing that it did um, in the 20th century. And people stopped going to the town for the cure. But, you know. Important part of information today, CBD exists now, which can be really helpful for pain, and and people smell less bad. So, um, on another note, have you heard of ambergris? No, I don't know what that is. It's whale vomit, and it is like super rare, and people like mine for it. And it is, it's like kind of stinky, but it's actually used in like a lot of perfumes. 
Oh, it actually like yum, yum, yum. it like smells kind of weird, but then like if you really like start to break it down, it like smells really good. Is that wait? Would it be one whale per person, or would the whale be used time and time again? Because that seems like a lot of whales. Well, I, it also depends on the whale. It's whale vomit, so I think you have to find the bulimic ones. You know? Oh no, I was Shoot. meaning with the treatment. Oh, when you okay. go inside the whale. <laughs> no, multiple people would go inside the whale. Okay. So you could yeah, like there's... you could do a whale soak with a buddy, maybe. Yes. Okay. Yes. That might yes. be okay. That's actually an experience on Airbnb that you can do. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh, okay. yeah. And then you could set your phone up in front of you with your head just above the whale and you can watch TV. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be silly. Um, there you go. There you go. Taylor, hurdy, hurdy, Taylor. Yeah. I would like to move past the whale conversation. Okay. <laughs> do you think you could do that for us? Definitely. I'll take oh, you yay. back a ways again, as I like to do, to the Roman Republic, where Marcus Licinius Crassus. Mmm, sexy. Daddy. <laughs> Gabby and I both got excited about this name. Mm, You're going to love this then at first. Um, He was one of the first. There were two triumvirates, and he was one of the three of the first Mm. triumvirate, along with Pompey the Great and Julius Caesar. Love. Question, what's a triumvirate? So it is basically like a government, but like this was kind of like a secret, like it was a secret at first. So it was like a secret, like alliance of like, hey, we're going to like run this town, I guess. I don't really know. That's the official. It was was the ruling party and it had to be three people because it was triumphant. But it was like a secret. They, these guys, there was only two um, and these guys were like, "Mm, let's keep it on the DL at first, but. Anyway, so Crassus, he was actually thought to be one of the wealthiest men at the time. Jeff Bezos looking ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how did he get this wealth, you ask? He would slavery. He would mm-hmm. He would oh. buy these burnt like these burned, rundown buildings for super cheap. And obviously he would hire well, I don't think you can say hire, when he forced five hundred people, aka slaves, to rebuild the building. But he was, like, very specific about who his slaves were going to be. He wanted to be sure that they had, like, an architecture background and everything. So so he's, like, a landlord. Like, one of those fixer-upper people. Gentrifier, fixer-upper people. Right. But... Like, that's how he made his But money. using okay. slaves to rebuild. Right. And so... And this time, there was a slave revolt. Remember Spartacus? He was involved with one of the wards, wars that were, where the slaves revolted. And Crassus was a part of this, and he stopped the revolt, and he was, like, praised for that. They were like, great, slaves can't, you know, rise up, great. Everybody was like, thanks, good job on that. Um, yeah, he's less daddy now. Mm-hmm. He's See, more yeah, like, definitely. bitch. At first, you're <laughs> like, okay, and then you're like, mm. we're like, old man. It gets worse. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, this led to more revolts and stuff. And so he would always go and, you know, be in the war on that, leading the wars on that. But um, against the revolt. Yes. Okay. And so at some point, he's like, oh, that's enough war for me. I'm like, I'm doing okay. Like, I have like all of this money and like all this stuff. So I'm fine. I'm just going to sit here and chill with Caesar and Pompey. Finally. Yeah. So 20 years go by, and he's like, just kidding, I need more wealth. So he's like, who could I go to war with? I, I don't really know. Like, let's pick somebody random. Like, I imagine he just, like, swirled his finger on a map, and it's like, mm, here. Kind of like when you, like, um, turn a globe, and you put your finger, and you're like, that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I imagined he did. But okay. he just had a map, because back then the Earth was flat. It, yep, exactly. And then it got a circle later. Yeah, some, yeah. When, some when the say gods took it's still over. flat. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the lizards came from space and then they made it a globe. Okay, got Yeah, it. I know. Okay, so he decides, Parthian Empire, you, you're going down. This, by the way, is like modern day Turkey and Syria. He's like, I'm going to get more buildings so I can get more slaves to rebuild and then I can sell and make all this money and be richer. He's just like making mixed use developments all across like the Near East. Love that for him. (laughs) Yeah. So Pompey and Caesar are like, bro, 
don't do this. It's not necessary. They've done nothing wrong. Like, not stay here. Not worth it, bro. Yeah. Totally. They were like, no, don't go. Like, he didn't have any of the support. But he's like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to give me some soldiers and just go. So they're like, fine, dude. Like, do, do you do you. But, like, I don't support you. So he's like, okay, I'm going to bring my son then. Publius. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. It's well, it's spelled P-U-B-L-I-U-S. Publius. Publius? Yeah. Publius. 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 But I'm gonna say Publius, okay? Because you that's almost worse than clogged wieners to me. Publius literally sounds like the bottom of the turkey's neck. That's what it sounds like. Okay, so so he's like Publius, get in the van. We're going. Y'all, Publius is going to haunt us. Actually, y'all, Publius is going to haunt y'all. I have respect. So, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so, anyway, um, they split up into like three teams. They're on their way, they're in their little formation. And they were like, we're going to go until we just find the Parthians. Um, so, along the way, there's this um, Arab chieftain who was buddies with Pompey, and he's like, yo, can you go around this river, like, just, like, be respectful? And he's like, yeah, okay. Like, he was like, oh, I'm buddies with Pompey, so, like, you know. And so he says, okay, fine, we'll go do that. But he apparently had made a deal with the Parthians to make them go around the river so that the Parthians could have more time to prepare and then catch them off guard. Oh, dang, some double crossing mm-hmm. love that so the part the parthians did this little tricky thing where they also they wore the camouflage so they were like wearing animal hides over their armor to disguise their numbers and then war starts happening romans okay. aren't doing so hot because they were caught off guard despite though the parthians had fewer numbers but the romans not doing so hot so you guys this is my favorite part the Parthians, they're like, they appear to retreat. They start, like, heading the other way. So the Romans are like, yeah, and they chase them, and they're like, grr. But the Parthians are very skilled horseback riders. So Okay. Oh, boy. Love them, Taylor love them, love loves them. it. So they're riding away, and they turn, and they're, like, shooting back at them with their arrows and stuff. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah, so they're riding. The horse is going, like, that's that takes some skill, some balance, some core. Do you think you Ooh. could do that? I, you probably used to could have, but I also don't know how to shoot an arrow, so okay, I would well, have to damn. learn how to do that too. Baby steps. Yeah. They probably all had abs. Definitely, they had probably abs. did. So wow. shredded, did did duh. I'm thirsty. So, so long story short, most of the Romans die, including Crassus's son Publius. Publius, yeah, you guys. <laughs> Which made Crassus really sad. He was oh, so yeah. sad. He was like, it's my boy Publius. That's what happens when you uh, are, get all like, w- you know, wealth hoarding at Jeff Bezos. Do you want your, you know, your son with Grimes? Oh, my gosh. That's not that's not Bezos. That's someone else. OK, whatever. So a <laughs> very important lesson for all the wealthy people that listen to us. Yeah. Oh, just wait. We'll, we'll have a strong lesson for them in a minute. So <laughs> the Parthians are like, okay, let's reach a truce. Your son, you're sad. Your son has died. But I'm going to need you to come over here so you can sign these papers as this truce. And he's like, fine, whatever. I'm just like sad. And so. <laughs> he said, fine, whatever. I said, sad. <laughs> I will do whatever you want. And so he gets there and the Parthians are like, Look, you're way too greedy. You're like, way, 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 way too greedy. You want some gold? Is that what you want? We'll give you some gold. So mm. they melt a bunch of gold and pour it down his throat. Oh, oh dang. No hidden meaning here. They're like, oh, you're obsessed with gold. Here you go, you tiny little gold guzzler. And um, you can Mm-mm-mm. guess what happened. He expired. What? Wow. He died from the I thought I'd make him more powerful. No. Oh. There, the 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 idea here is this unquenchable thirst for wealth that they would stop with 
basically drowning them, suffocating them with wow melted gold. So after Dang. this, that's cool. That's like almost like too specific. You know, it's like too like on the nose. If you remember but in Game like of Thrones, it. Daenerys's brother died a similar way. They would just poured it on his head. He was like, "I want my crown. I want my crown." And um, the Dothraki are like, oh, you want a crown? I'll give you a crown. And they sure did. They put a, they put melted gold on top of his head. Ouch, ouch, ouch. That sounds hot. Killed him, right? Yes. That killed him. Yes. Okay. So anyway, after his death, the triumvirate is no longer a tri. It's a duo umvirate. Right. Duo umvirate. That's what it is. So Caesar and Pompey, they begin arguing. And you guys, this is the end of the Roman Republic. And yet another war ensues. A Roman civil war happens. Thus, the birth of the Roman Empire. What? Wow. All because this man was so greedy. I'm sure this was the only reason why that happened. (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, wait, Roman Empire, Roman Republic. I learned so much when I was um, looking at all this. But interestingly, I was like, I came across um, another, like, like another couple of people that died in the same way. But like, it took a lot of researching to like actually find a story that was like long enough. But looking this up the interneters are like okay but like what actually killed him they're like but how did he actually die did his organs explode did he suffocate like what happened scientists are like don't you worry we got you we're gonna get to the bottom of this so they're like let's go to a cow slaughterhouse and they're like mm, excuse me may we please have a bovine larynx and like oh my gosh yes of course here you go so, side note, the animal was not killed for this purpose. They were just utilizing it for science. They were being slaughtered for, well, hamburgers. So, right. So they get a much more honorable than yeah, than exactly, science. right? Science. So they get a lead, melt some gold, plug up the here we go with plugging again. Oh plug up the God. end of the larynx and pour molten metal into the into the tube. Put tissue on top, and from there they determine that it was the steam that killed the victims. So the steam oh. from the metal like comes up and just like kills you. The end. That makes sense. That makes sense. Every rich person who is adding to climate change by just caring about their own wealth needs molten gold poured into their larynxes. Or I mean, just like around them so they get like the idea and then Yeah, that's pretty barbaric. You know. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> no, no, it's my just girly stuff. Yeah, my adjective isn't barbaric, Taylor. It's beautiful, but okay. I appreciate that you stayed with the B. I the love the sentiment, though. It's fine. My my true core adjective is really just bitch. No, um, we need to, like, inject them with Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Taylor, for that. Um, Yeah. People were doing that back then. And we're going to talk more about executions when we come back. Hooray! A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just 
disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, thank you, Taylor, for giving us that. How fun, how fun. And also, you mentioned some of my favorite subjects, which are precious metals and torture slash execution methods and Publius, silly names. I just... Yeah, Publius is a great name. Wow, I'm going to name my my next cat Publius. So I have one ancient Roman execution method that I want to talk about and highlight today because, you know, they had so many torture methods and execution methods, but this one stuck out for me. I've been watching Squid Game. Has anyone been watching Squid Game? Yes, 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 Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Did you finish it? No. Everyone finished it? Not yet. Taylor? No. Gabby? Ooh, Okay. Lots you can spoil it if you I'm want. I'm not going to no. spoil it okay. for you. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Lots of twists and turns ahead. Where are you guys, though? Like, episode far, far three. Four. I've, I've seen the first three episodes. Okay. I'm about Gabby? there, too. Okay. Well, so y'all know basically what happens. It's a contest, and you have to kill your friends and stuff because of capitalism is the best way that I can describe yes. it. Y'all know. Y'all already know. I don't want to hear it. Um, you have to kill and, your friends. Well, I mean, if well, you stay people. with... Yeah, with fellow humans, fellow people. So there's just something about a situation where you turn on your friends. Like, that just, to me, sounds kind of extra horrifying for your own survival. Lord of the Flies was actually my favorite book for a very long time growing up. So that should tell you something about myself. And the ancient Romans, they understood the horror of putting people in these kinds of predicaments. They were they were smart like that. And they had an execution method called decimation. And this was like a large masses execution situation. You know, you're a Roman general, 
You have captured an army of hundreds, let's say, and you need an efficient way of executing the people of this army, right? You can't do it one by one. That's too much work, too much manpower, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What well, do you do? Well, this is when decimation comes in. So what you do is you separate the army of men into groups of 10. And then you have them draw lots, which was usually like straws or sticks. And whoever has the shortest straw in the group of 10 gets killed by his nine other friends. Whoa. Yep. Wow. So usually the friends have to kill their comrade by stoning or clubbing or stabbing their friend to death. And this to me is just like insane psychological torture and can really break a friendship apart. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When you have to group together and murder one of your other friends. Don't you hate it when that happens. Um, Alexander the Great was recorded doing it to an army of 6,000 men that he captured. And actually, the earliest recording of decimation was in 471 BC when Rome was battling an independent tribe that lived in like the hilly areas near them. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) They lived near the hilly areas. (laughs) They were them hill people. They lived in the mountain area. Exactly. And, um, and some of Rome's own army actually deserted the battle. So the deserters were captured. And um, centurions, which had like a higher rank than the average soldier in an army, they were beheaded. But for the rest of like the foot soldiers, they went through decimation. And then the guys who survived were taken as like prisoners, like slave prisoners, basically, and used made to work. So. Wow. Yeah, because it's like you're not even killing everybody. So you're just making exactly. them like feel bad. But you're breaking them, you know, psychologically. Yeah. Also makes drawing straws a much more sinister activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, people have been fucked up since the beginning of time. What can I say? <laughs> and now we're watching a Netflix show about it. <laughs> Publius. Sorry. Okay. Well... <laughs> Save Thanks, us, Gabby, Publius. For that. Take us, I Publius. Think, yeah, the best thing that came out of today's episode is Publius. The word will stick with me, engraved in my heart. What I'm about get a clogged wieners? Hey, Gabby, that's not necessary. I'm going to listen right now how to pronounce Publius. It's probably like Publius. 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 Okay, well, I like Publius better, okay? So, okay, well, sometimes people do comment on our mispronunciation, so we just want you guys to know that we're self-aware about it, that we know, but Publius is Publius is much funnier, more funny than Publius. Are you kidding me? Publius, that does nothing for me. Publius <laughs> does everything for Publius me. Publius gives me baby plankton from SpongeBob SquarePants vibes. Yeah, it's cute. It's a little nast. I love it. Publius? What? No thanks. Okay, well, we'll leave all of you by chanting Publius twice. Thank you so much for listening. One, two, three, guys. Publius! Publius! (laughs) Bye! Cadaver Gals! Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is produced, researched, etc. by Gabby Watts, Taylor Church, and Nika Duarte. You can follow us online at Cadaver Gals, G-A-L-S. Thank you for listening. Publius. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.